one. Disclaimer, this podcast was written with the intention to create entertainment. In no way do the creator's opinions reflect on those of their employers or any other affiliations. Some characters' names may be changed to protect their identity. Warning, this podcast contains some conversations, may tell stories of graphics, depictions, visuals, or traumatizing events not fit for all listeners. Viewer discretion is advised. Cool. Welcome back after a long break. Too long. We uh, way too long. We had a kiddo, so that's why Corey had was a, not here. Had a baby. His wife had a baby. Yeah, Corey didn't had, have the she baby. She did all the work. I just did. She did all one the work, thing. Buddy. <laughs> in both categories, all the work. She's currently in the living room, probably listening and to this, and is like, "Well, Jose went to Louisiana." Yeah, how was that? You can talk about that real quick. Went to the MS World Trauma Symposium, which is awesome. It's a gathering of a. Uh, Several different physicians and several different doctors that bring their ideas regarding trauma and the latest and greatest information regarding uh, trauma and uh, pre-hospital care. Um, even doctors as far as the UK, uh, they'll come to these symposiums. They hold them every year. Uh, every year they bounce around between different cities. And uh, next year will be in Las Vegas. And the year after that will be in Indianapolis. So I definitely encourage everyone, anyone that can attend those to attend. So it's through the uh, NAEMT website, and uh, you can register through that. And what do they do again? So they basically discuss uh, the latest and greatest when it comes to trauma uh, and pre-hospital care, as well as uh, they have an awesome exhibit hall of a bunch of vendors there with lots of flashy Did you go there for the, uh, through the fire department? Yeah, my fire department paid for it. Um, However, it's a, uh, it was $325 for registration. Uh, And then my counterpart (laughs) that went with me, um, Jillian, uh, hers was only 250 because she's retired military, so she gets a discount because she's old. Okay. So well, you're not older. Old. She's yeah. older than me. She so. is old. No. And then <laughs> uh, um, the, uh, yeah, but she, she still hangs there pretty good in the fire department. So um, she, um, I'm sorry, my fire department uh, totally pays for it. Um, I've in the past paid for it out of my own pocket because it's just worth it to go. And you get a whole bunch of CEUs. If you go to all the classes, the three days they're holding classes, you're going to get about six hours a day in classes. So it does benefit to get classes. You get a lot of really good firsthand knowledge from mm. uh, actual doctors out there. One of the doctors that speaks every time I go is uh, Dr. Peter Antevi. If you ever heard of the, uh-uh. heard of the Hantevi system, he's the oh, one that developed yeah, that yeah. system. Okay. Uh, and he's really good. He covers everything and anything pediatric. So oh, definitely okay. worth going. So huh. Maybe after I'm doing the chief stuff. <laughs> Maybe after I'm done doing the yeah. cheese stuff in like five yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, I was going to see if you guys wanted to go to FDIC. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been since I joined the fire department. I think FDIC would be fun. And yeah. Yeah. If it's not in the middle of... That's in April, isn't it? Medic school. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can go on a weekend. That's true. Yeah. Well, I work the weekends. But yeah, I could take PTO. Uh, I could save PTO for it. There you go. Absolutely. The only update for me was for the last podcast I was, I had worked and I was just dead asleep. You were dead asleep. I was dead asleep. I didn't answer nothing. That's okay. Yeah, the last one we just talked about random stuff and Bailey. He uh, moved to Alabama, but I think. He left us. I think he's going to try to figure out how to do something on Discord or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Join us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <coughs> but yeah, you've been up nothing. 
Don't lie, you bought a house. I bought a house. Yeah, I bought a house. (laughs) I haven't been doing anything. I bought bought a house. house. I finished my fire certs. Um, Still in the middle of buying a house, so won't be in it until next month. Yeah, Um, you finished your fire stuff. That's exciting. The girl is officially got all of the all the things, which is cool. Um, Other than that, I mean, really just working and getting ready for. This house, getting all the paperwork taken care of, it's a lot because uh, where I'm moving is considered a rural area. The loan is a USDA loan, so they kind of require quite a bit, especially when it comes to verifying your income and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. So, adulting. Adulting. Yeah. But and don't quit your training where, you know, like I said in the last one. I don't intend Like to. we've talked about, don't stop just at that. Most people stop at that think they're good. There's yeah, so much gotta, stuff yeah. out there. No, there's... That's, <coughs> There's so, a lot of interesting things, too, with it. Like, uh, just in, like, a leadership role, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I went to a roundtable last night meeting, and good God, like, all this stuff. There, uh, um, it's, like, on the IVFA website. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get on there, and there's, like, a, it's, like, a, something they did a couple years ago. Uh, it's, like, a cost savings report or something. For like okay. the volunteer fire departments and uh-huh. all over Indiana. So, anyways, uh, <coughs> I guess the volunteer side they saved the state uh, four point five billion a year. Wow! In losses. Yep. Wow! So that's money that we could use. That's crazy. That they don't give. That they don't the give you. Yeah. So, the, what they're what they've done now is they've uh, passed a bill. It's uh, the House Bill 1454 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is just a rough draft from what is really going on. But uh, the counties, I guess the county councils, um, can raise, it's like a safety tax. They okay. can raise it up to 0.05% okay. on top of, I don't know, just a bunch of stuff you figure out when you're in a math yeah, leadership yeah, role. Right. Uh, Steve Anderson was there. Okay. I guess he used to be a IVFA president. I didn't know that. Years ago. Yep. That's yeah. crazy. Was, yep. So he was there. I guess he's a mathematician. He's the one that awarded me my 25-year pain. Yeah. So wow. he was there, and he was talking a little bit about it. But even just like the smallest percentage, you know, that'd be It good. makes a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's added income. So yeah. it doesn't replace, you know, anything you already make. It just adds to it. Right. So, I don't know. Okay. It's pretty interesting. That's it. I don't know. Pretty interesting. But, uh. Could be very helpful in the future. I mean. Yeah. Hopefully we see that kind of come to fruition. So that was neat. I yeah. mean, so I've, I've gotten out of the classroom stuff and I'm getting into this stuff because, I don't know. Because fire chief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Anyways. Uh, does anybody have your topics? Uh, I have topics, yes. Okay. Jose. Jose, do you have topics? You're so busy. Do you have topics? I just got the grind. I think you're busier than me. I got the grind the gears one. That's yeah. about the only topic I have is grind your gears. I gotta be, I gotta be back. So by one, then I gotta go to work. It's, yeah. It's nice. He's, uh, just got off work. Yeah, it was fun. And we were busy as shit last night. Of course. Were you? We were super busy, I yeah. expect nothing yeah, We less. got our butts handed to us. We had like five minutes last night working. No BLS trucks, so we got everything handed uh, to us. Uh, yeah, that's... No BLS. Yeah, there's no... So one, weird one rotation, yeah. there's just a ton of BLS trucks, yeah. and the other rotation, there's like no yeah, BLS trucks. because Matt the other night, it was like, he'd get on the radio, and he's like, blah, 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 send me on the next one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and somebody yeah. didn't spread the bail out well on that one at all. Yeah. yeah Hopefully, just, when they do this new rotation starting uh, not next week, the week after, yeah, it works out. It'll uh, spread these medics out a little more. So. Yeah, and I think the intention is, you know, this 
we do have a minute class that's supposed to be rolling through here in a little bit for AMR, and yeah. that it would push out a lot of. But the whole issue with that is medics is a lot of them end up going to county service or somewhere else. Yeah, and the yeah. intent I get it. The intention is that they would be there for at least two years, right? So well, oh, you mean through us? Yes, oh, I, was talking, AMR, yeah. I was talking about Ivy pay. Tech. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so there are quite a few people who do work for the AMR Evansville location that are in the Ivy Tech class. Right. But that a should lot be them, finishing in the spring. A lot of them always end up going somewhere else. Yeah. Right after it's, they get out. It is. Yeah. And it I, is what it is. But less money, less work, though. A little less money, but a whole lot less work. A lot less stress. My whole fear is. is just I grasp that, but I feel like your skills, your skills are. Yeah. Your yeah. skills are just not. They unless do. you're unless you're sitting there and you're practicing them every yeah. single day, I, you're losing them. So like when I was talking to Bailey, like you know down there, it's like your skills are gonna improve. They are I mean? gonna improve at, absolutely. At Scott, they're gonna definitely improve because you get real deep, deep in the protocols there. Right. They they get into um, protocols where they're getting chabrutaline tri- for uh, or breathing for breathers. <laughs> I mean they get. Right. They've got held on their trucks. They get real deep into protocols there because your time is a whole lot right. different. Yeah. Right. And you can't fake. Like, if you have someone that's got a drop lung, you're putting a needle in their chest because you can't fake that. I mean, that's no. it's too long of a transport. Whereas yeah. AMR. Yeah. You can yeah. fly down the street yeah. for about five yeah. minutes yeah. and you're, you're at the hospital. Okay. Yeah. You right. do what I did. Well, we St. Mary's and be like, I think his uh, lung is going away on the left side, but eh. And yeah. she's like, no, no, it was actually his right side that was bad. I'm like, oh, well, I'm glad I didn't put a needle in because it would have got both you would have needles in both sides in. Right, right. right. So, but yeah. So, do you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I'm not. I'm. I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast n- who that know me know that I am married to a human being who does EMS dispatching for a living. Um, and with that, I kind of understand her frustrations as well as mine and vice versa. So she, she has a tendency to be a little, little bit nicer to cruise because she's married to one. Right. Right. Um, but I think a lot of people don't realize that dispatch is not out there to make your day bad. They're not trying to overload you. They're not trying to do all these things to you. They, a lot of people blame dispatch. I think is, the easiest yeah. way of blaming somebody. Why are they putting me here? Why are they doing this? Yeah. Why am I getting this run? And yeah. I just saw a truck and blah, blah, blah. You don't know what they're doing, guys. You don't know. You don't know if they're planning, if they're supposed to head home, if right. somebody got sick, if they're headed to a different run, if they're going to a transfer. You don't know what they're doing. I'm going to the gas station. That's <laughs> why you saw me. But, you know, long story short, just it's they're not out to get you. They're not sitting there trying to think of ways to make your day bad. Yeah. They're really not. They're trying to do their job. And a lot of times what they do is dictated by their supervisor as well. Right. Whom is usually, you know, the shift supervisor for ops. They come in there and they tell them, no, you need to take that run off this truck and put it on somebody else, etc. No, they're not doing that. Like the constant moving. Yeah, they're not doing that intentionally. That's a means as... uh Uh-oh. That's a (laughs) means... That's a means of, you know... Trying to make sure that the city stays at an adequate position well, a lot for of time as long that's as they can. Automatic, you know, they'll move you automatically. Right, right. And then I'll just stay there for a minute because, like, if we do it more than three times, move back, and I just you get stay. tired. Yeah, yeah. And I understand. I, they'll switch it back to where you're at. Right. You yeah. Know, yeah. So. It'll come back around. But I mean, you know, they're not your enemy. They're just right. they're just trying to do their job too, and they get frustrated too because they know you're frustrated. Or they get overloaded, and they might overlook something. But, guys, they're human beings. Yeah. Just the same as we are. 
I mean. I don't get mad. I just, I don't care. There it's are whatever. people who just sit there and they just think that know. yeah, they're just trying to like, I'm just like, whatever. Kill them a little bit. Yeah. And they're just, they're not. I've worked really with not. some just vent the whole time. And I just sit there. I'm just like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Working with uh, Sammy Suki when I worked with him back when he was a supervisor at AMR, that's what it was. I was just his like crying pillow. Like he would just vent yeah. the whole, these, most of it was how stupid human beings are. And then how much dumber the employees at AMR, at AMR are. Right. I was like, wow. <laughs> I feel like our uh, our our pool to pick from got better for a little while there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're hiring people like EMTs like crazy, though. Yeah. So Yes, we are. Listening to, and I think you explained this also to me, listening to uh, um, our clinical educator there, uh, when asked about uh, EMT hiring, he was basically told to hire until corporate tells them they can't hire anymore. And I'm like, we don't have enough trucks for all these people. We don't. He's like, I was told to hire until we cannot hire anymore. Yeah, we don't. We don't. And have you might want to hold that. that mic up because so, when you I go to hear me, yeah, when I go to edit it, mm-hmm. you guys will sound really far away. Okay. Sorry. Awesome. No, no problem. Like I, I said, mind. I've got a table in the basement. It's square. Yeah, so. we also need to get the mic stands for the table that just sit. Yeah, that would here be nice instead. <laughs> so, so I'll um, look into. So Zay was, you know, I. I think I bought all this stuff last year. Yeah. Did I? Yeah. Last mm-hmm. year I bought all this equipment and Jose has been nice enough to get us a laptop. You rich guy. Yeah. He's I just like, got oh, like what? A- Need a laptop? Oh, yeah. It's no problem. Just order I'm, it right now. I'm just blessed. That's all it is. I'm blessed and I'm fortunate I'm able to do it. I'm glad to do it. He's so highly it intelligent. Terrible. <laughs> uh, anyways. I mean, how do you guys react to, you know, Outside of the fact that, like, you're moving five times, if you get if you're on an ALS truck and you get three or four alpha runs in a row, I know you, Mr. Paramedic, might not care that much, but as an EMT to EMT conversation, I don't think about it any different. I just go, it's my job, they pay me to do it, okay? Because there's, I know there's people that sit there and they get pissed off about it, I don't care about they're mad, but it's oh, you mean a basic truck going in ALS? No, I'm talking about an ALS truck when there's no more BLS trucks, yeah, going to an a BLS run, an alpha run. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. I, I mean, you're, you're, I get paid to respond to calls. You're, yeah. you're my partner a, cares. I don't. You're, you're a basic on that truck. Yeah. You still have to do. That basic is what they stuff. pay you to do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I no, that gets annoying. It gets to me because people yeah. like they'll be like, "Oh my gosh, like, the, why isn't there a basic truck for this?" And I'm just like, I don't, I don't you, care. You're, you're a basic. There's no such thing as a basic ALS. Every time we get dispatched, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, I get it. Every time we get dispatched to an alpha call, my partner loses her shit, and I'm not sure why. Why can't they send a BLS truck on because that? Because like, they're probably is, not available. She is used to yeah. being sent to those alpha runs, or not alpha runs, um, higher priority runs. Yeah, yeah. With you, yeah. And she anticipates them instead well, of the basic runs. But the issue that I see is that my job isn't just to assist a paramedic. My right. job is to be a basic caregiver yeah that's what i'm supposed to do so like they pay me either way if i'm helping a paramedic or if i'm going on a basic run and i'm being a basic life support caregiver it gets under my skin too where i see the issue is so the supervisors um one of them in particular was like hey if you get an als run dropped on you and you're not taking off it right away give me a call and i'll make sure it happens that to me is upsetting because now that's stemmed to all supervisors as she's calling and i'm like look Dispatches, dispatches on a run. They see a much bigger picture than us. They probably, one, we're the closest, or two, we're the only one available to take the run anyways. Right. So just take the run. Even then, my issue with that is there are, I can't tell you how many times I've been on a basic run, an alpha run, and it ends up being an ALS run. 
happened to me last night. Right, yeah. Or I have an issue where it got coded funny and, you know, I've been on an ALS run and I get there and it's a basic run. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they're not breathing normally. You get there and they're perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it all I mean, it, on it's... Say it when they call. Yeah, yeah, it's how they call in. It's got nothing to do with dispatch. They're just they're just the middleman. Yeah. That's all it is. They're sitting there as a means of connecting you to a patient and nothing else. Yeah. Right. So, you know, just give them a break, guys. Just take a nice deep breath before you get frustrated yeah. and think about the fact that they're is that your first topic? people. Yeah, that's my oh, first okay. topic. I, I would love. No, I would love to get Sabrina in here one of these days. I would love to get. She'll come half. eventually. That would I be promise. awesome. She but uh, I will say, I, I had the issue with the. Um, BLS to sudden ALS run halfway to the hospital and yeah that yeah, was I can't say how glad I was there man I think I think Julian probably wanted to choke me I had two in a row one day where oh, we would start yeah, moving yeah. and I'd be like you gotta pull over because this is your run now I can't right. take it anymore or this or guy's they're, blue they're, they're, <laughs> they're basic and then you think they're ALS and then you stop and then the medic gets back there, and then everything's like fine. That's yeah. that's what happened. To I hate you. that too. I still I, I still tell you though at that point. At that point, I'm believing my partner. That eats me. I don't me care up. what the patient yeah, does. That eats me up. Yeah. It's like you know they're showing signs, and then all of a sudden they're fine. Yeah. However, I was and concerned. Then, oh, why? I've already got them hooked up. You know to the leads and stuff. I got to take them. Yeah, I had a lady who. Uh, I had one guy who was he was all right. We put him on oxygen because his stats were a little bit low. He had a UTI. That was about it. And we got about halfway to the hospital. And he told me, I feel like I'm going to pass out. And I came around to look at the front of him, and he was blue. Oh. <laughs> so I had to swap out. And then the next run, right after that, we had a lady who just didn't feel good. Her <coughs> blood pressure initially was like 100 over 80. And then I took it again right as we started moving, and it was like 80 over 40. And I was like, this is not my run anymore. Yeah. What were you <laughs> I'm say? sorry. Oh, I was uh, really concerned. My partner said, um, what's normal blood sugar? <laughs> huh? I was like, yeah, I'm pulling over. <laughs> I just pulled over like literally in the middle of a van in Washington Avenue, like in dead center, just about the intersection, turned the lights on, basically got out of the yeah, truck. Yeah, right. Told everyone to go around. I mean, being busy. were they symptomatic? Uh, n- no, not at all. She had If they're not symptomatic and their yeah. sugar's high, I still take them. N- well, she presented with um, cold and flu-like symptoms um. and was dementia, and her caregiver said, oh, she doesn't really have any history. Well... Oh, my partner so maybe she asked, was and no, what happened was we got in the truck, we would load her up um, halfway to the hospital. My partner had entered her social in on meds. Mm-hmm. Usually, she doesn't do that till we get to the hospital. She went and did that and saw diabetes pop up mm-hmm. on her history, mm-hmm. and then she asked the patient. The patient's like, "I don't know, I think so." Okay, well, great. So she checked her sugar; it was fifty-five. Oh, oh, she's Wait, like, she can um, get oral glucose as a as a yeah. as a basic provider. Yeah, she could. But the problem is, is because I'm there, I have to do the ale. Anyways, <laughs> our clinical educator would probably lose his absolute mind on okay. us if we continued that as a BLS run. And I didn't just treat because it. of the altered mental status. You can say his name. I don't think that yeah. hurts it. I don't think it really matters. He knows he's the educa- clinical educator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won't say anything bad. That's, Anyways, that's fair from the altered mental status. Yeah. Standpoint. Well, so she. Otherwise, I mean, if it was an altered mental status, you would have. She would have been able to give oral glucose instead yeah. of taking the run. Yeah. And then we can continue. Okay, because yeah. their their thing but is altered mental status is what what <coughs> branches you out where it makes it okay. Now this yeah. is an ALS uh-huh. run. She's yeah. diabetic. I mean, not diabetic. She's dementia. Yeah, she has dementia, right. I grasp so. that. So there's a reason to explain right. it. <laughs> However, yeah, um, that's the only thing I can see where they would kind of pinpoint you on yeah. it. Well, that's, that's another thing. Go ahead. That's the only thing too I don't like about clinical educators is, so technically speaking, I can make just about any run an ALS run, and even no matter how basic or BS they are, 
Um, and that's the problem I have with the clinical educator is that's kind of the route he's going in. Now he's like nitpicking a lot of the runs that me and my partner take. You and I had a run where. And uh, I'm like, yeah, no. I, I don't. I already told him, I said, I'm still going to do it the way I do it. And your choices are you can either fire me or report me to the state. But if you think I'm violating some sort of state protocol, because I'll show you, I can show you the state scope of practice. Like my partner gave um, a duonem mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, she can't allowed. do duonems. Through the state, we're lying. And I'm we're, like, no, the state says protocols. you can. And yeah. Our protocols you, say that we can. Yeah, till you provide me very specific BLS protocols, when your protocols say EMT can give it, she's giving it. If a person needs CPAP, she's doing it. I go, yeah, I don't have to be allowed for CPAP. To do, we're yeah. allowed to do quite a bit. Yeah, and their thing is, well, if they're needing that level, then they need, they need what, a cardiac monitor is going to tell me what? Our scope is a lot wider than it most is. states, actually, yeah. as, a, as a BLS scope. provider. Yeah. It's a lot like they use a lot of what we're taught, which I'm kind of yeah. thankful for because right. I already like initially before they changed their protocols, we weren't allowed to give oral glucose. We weren't allowed to give duonobs and we weren't allowed to put you on oxygen without a paramedic and all this other stuff. So like what we could do was basically right. just transport. And I don't think a lot of the EMTs know that stuff because there's a certain few that you hear get on the radio all the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's it's one like, in particular. Yes. It's like, go back to your stuff. You or can, if you want to, you can just, yeah. if you open the protocol book and you look at each page, you know, they're labeled what it is, right? right? Mm -hmm. You can actually see where it'll say paramedic slash EMT. Right. If it says both, that means if yeah, it has EMT on there, it, you can yeah. do it. Yeah. So like, for instance, they called because this person was having a diabetic issue. Mm -hmm. Their sugar was low. Okay, give them glucose, and then you know if they're conscious, I was like, give them glucose, and if and then reevaluate it. Right, and they still haven't came up. Okay, then you can make that decision. Do I just continue going to the hospital? How close are we? And if yeah. they're declining even more, even after that, then you can call. Yeah, you know, we were like a else. block away, but I was like, I'm just gonna hop back there and do yeah. some stuff because and, and I I'm not gonna right. get cheated out by what's his <laughs> name. I just wish, well, I just wish some EMTs would. Go but back she, to what they've learned yeah. in their primary assessment. Yeah, right you know, before I started that IV, she goes, you know, I give them oral glucose. We could probably do oral glucose and avoid the IV. I'm like, ah, we're right. here. She's got a fat vein or right, an right. 18 in her hand. Yeah, and, and then the other <laughs> side of that is that, that like, as yeah. a paramedic with the higher certification, it's kind of your call whether or not the run becomes yours or not. Right. Um. So if it's something that, like, <clears throat> obviously she's comfortable with taking and you don't feel as you're going to help them within the time period that you're going to move that truck, it's up to you. Yeah. It's, she, it's up to you. You know, and she kind of EMTs like I used to. Like, she'll take anything. She's like, right. if yeah. they're dying, if the they're dead way. when they get there, they're dead when they get there, I'll fix yeah. it. I'm the same way. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take like, it. You know, are you comfortable with this? Yeah. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll let you know from that. Yeah. But, like, you know, getting on the protocols, we'll just go to local. One of the very first paramedics I ever worked with yeah. tried to get me to take somebody who was unconscious. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, right? This is yours. Yeah, yeah they, they, can't, all day. they can't talk. They can't swallow. That means they can't protect their airway. This no. is yeah. a you call. This is a you problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Need yeah. more than just an ideal. Oh, yeah. But uh, now, like, protocols, like, from a local, mm -hmm. like, local. Local, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, I've never really read protocols in the past. You know, just like, whatever. You should. You know what I mean? You should read well, them. Well, yeah. oh, I'm getting to you that. You should read them. Uh, I'm getting to that. So, since I've took this spot over, I've really, you know, read into them. What spot and, is uh, that, Corey? Yeah. yeah. That's what. <laughs> we don't talk, <laughs> uh, talk about Fight Club. Anyways, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll talk yeah. about it. It's fine. Uh, yeah. We had our fest recently, and uh, 
there's an elderly gentleman that had tripped over some roots. I don't know. Walking where he wasn't supposed to be walking. Right. Okay. Stay on the road. Why would you walk on uneven ground if you're not, don't have footing, your footing anyways. So anyways, tripped, hit his head on an unknown PVC pipe. Okay. Ouch. Of course, you know, everybody in the community is there. Everybody knows everybody. The <laughs> local doctor was there. Mm-hmm. there. We have a uh, doctor's office here in town. He mm-hmm. was there. They already got the bleeding somewhat to stop by right. the time we got over there because right. we were doing an event. Uh, one of the fest committee members went and got some firemen. That fireman came over and got me. And I don't know why. Some of the guys just feel comfortable. Like if there's only two EMTs on the department, some mm-hmm. of them feel comfortable. They're just like, oh, yeah, go. And it's like, I'm not going to do anything different than you are. Yeah. Because we're not any- anyways. Yeah. So get over there. And because we made contact, you know, I cleared everything you know blah blah, blah. talked mm-hmm. to him he's fine his wife was pulling up she's ready to take him to the hospital right okay i cleared everything and cleared c-spine okay okay so because we're allowed to do that right as an emt right yes okay so i gotten a little <clears throat> not an argument but uh they're doing run reports and stuff and they just stumbled upon it and you know that's how you figure this stuff out okay you talk to each other they just stumbled upon it and just had a question about you know uh why a collar wasn't put on and uh this this and that so i went into protocols and it doesn't say anywhere in there where because our protocols come from the hospital here Mm -hmm. it doesn't say anywhere in there that an emt cannot clear c-spine and let alone it doesn't even say that for an emr yeah so you know talking to person uh you know they're like oh we've always been told that the medics have to clear it when they get on scene and it was more of a word of mouth type thing. Uh, I'm like, unless it's on paper, yeah, you know, then yeah. I'm gonna follow it. Yeah. It's not this on paper. is the way we've always done it, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, irks, something, irks the shit something out of me. absolutely wild. So I had a I had an FTO <coughs> the other day, or a couple months ago. Who told a lot me? Of those. Yeah, well, I had one a couple months ago who told me that. Um, I asked them to go get a radio. Go put a radio on. Yeah, we're gonna let you use the radio today. I'm gonna wear one just in case, but you're gonna talk to the dispatch right. unless you absolutely can't. And they were like, well, I'm not supposed to wear a radio. I said, who told you that? Huh? You can wear a radio. My ALS FTO told me that only paramedics wear the radios. No. And no. I just sat there and kind of looked at no, him like, not. no, there's one yeah. radio per truck. And not, not like harping. Oh, no, know, we not, do a good not job. Harping, but that's just an old no, school mindset. I know. Yeah. And we're do, we do a good job what we do down there, but we need to do a radio class. Yeah. Uh, we need like, to do it. Like example is uh, when <laughs> yes. certain medics on the shift, the rotation that I'm working on will not take report for an EMT. Right. Absolutely will not. Like, an EMT Why? walks out and tries to explain what's going on. They're Why just like, that? yeah, whatever. I'll wait for your medic. So, yeah, I don't know. Something that. burned him bad because, like, he doesn't let his EMTs do anything. Doesn't let his EMTs take any runs. Doesn't. He's just like, you just sit there, shut up, don't say anything. Right. He also will not listen to the fire whenever he arrives on a volley fire scene. Uh, He'll just walk right past him and not listen. Be like, you guys can go. Like, the patient's, like, near day. He's like, you guys can go. That's yeah. fine. Like, he won't even, like, Some of them are like that. let us stick around or for anything. But I don't grasp that. So, like, yeah. I mean, realistically speaking, and he was paramedic, EMT, a you're very supposed to man the scene. Decent EMT back when he was an EMT. So I don't know what happened to him as a medic, but he hmm. became a different person. Well, for sure. So. You know, all it takes is, is one bad run. Mm-hmm. Corey, do you have subjects? Yeah, I do. I got a couple. Okay. Um, so there's been a lot of, like, CPR runs lately. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I've ran into a couple where it's like a newbie 
helping, you know, the okay. medic and stuff. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, so this is like an FTO question, I guess. Okay. So uh, are FTOs teaching these newbies what they should do in their position, or are they making it seem like the medic has to do everything? Teaching them what they need to do in their like, position? Like, am I teaching like them CPR? drawing drugs up? Stuff like that, like Epi and the bicarb and stuff. That might be an uh, ALS FTO question and not a BLS FTO question. Well, he's. I can answer some he, of that. He can answer some of that. Yeah. He, he yeah. used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I was a supervisor back at the good old Amory back in LA, and here working as an EMT, some of the medics as an EMT here and as a paramedic. Me as a paramedic, I'm like, hey, do it all. You're good. You can learn right. it all. I don't care. Right. Um, because nobody's going to kill a patient. It's already assuming you're Well, because anyways. it's too much for one person. It is. That's why. It is yeah. quite a bit for one person. Because so, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I've been on a couple of scenes where the EMT is just, you know, they do CPR, they're done, then they just stand there. Yeah. And then the medic is like doing everything. So in the aviation world, we call it crew resource management. Because when you have a plane that's going to the ground, you have to divide the workload between yourself and another person because somebody has to aviate, somebody has to navigate, somebody right. has to communicate. Correct. And the aviator that's aviating has got their hands full. Right. So the one navigating has to be able to navigate like the ground's in front of us, you need to pull up. <laughs> and because that person's so task saturated, they don't realize the ground's right in front of them. Right. They're, they're just trying to do stuff in the aircraft. Right. Same thing happens with medics. We become task saturated very quickly, and if we don't have a good, right. strong EMT to help us out, we will become overwhelmed very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we start to lock up because we just, it gets too much work. So. so but what it is, I think some of the medics are very much like, hey, the drugs, are I deal with that. I'll drop my own drugs because I want to make sure they're drawn up correctly and right. the right drug is in the right syringe so I'm not giving, and then that's say, where you adenosine gotta have, instead of atropine. Yeah. And that's where you got to have good communication too. Yes. Though. You yes. know, a lot of them... That doesn't... No, it doesn't. A lot of them don't have, like, communication skills. Yes. You know, they'll just do whatever and then... Yeah. Right. Know. But that goes both ways. There's a, quite a few paramedics that don't have good communication skills either. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I'm getting oh, at. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Not just yes, from yeah. an EMT level, well, but the other side both of, it, of you. You both have to it. communicate. Yeah. The other side of it is, as an EMT, if you notice like that you're working with a paramedic and they're right. overwhelmed or they're shutting yeah, everything, they're, they're pigeonholing medic, hard, yeah. then yeah. you need to sit there and you need to go, you want this or this? Do you want right. this or this? Here's right. this. And then just start handing them stuff right. if you know it's something that they're going to need. And that way you can get their yeah. brain just moving and because they're you've stuck. been on a while, you just know to automatically do that stuff. I just didn't yeah. know. If, I just like, don't if ask being, anymore. I just hand yeah. them shit. I just didn't know it was being taught. You know, like, for yeah. instance, I had a I, CPR with Harper the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, and walked in and, yeah, dude was, yeah. Anyways. I've, I've had a couple where I've had <coughs> new MTs. And before we even get to that point where we're already yeah. on the code, I'm already, if I've never worked with them, I'm like, I know you probably already know this stuff, but let's walk through this well, back and then and I'll tell you what I need. You know, you learn tricks and so, stuff. Like, yeah, a right. lot of them like to use the flushes, you know, to I draw up their epi and stuff. You give me three yep. 10cc syringes and a bag of saline. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't a lot need of anything else. Like, oh, yeah. crap. I'm out of flushes. Well, I actually, guess I can't draw this up anymore. Actually, well, there's a paramedic who taught me something very fun, and I will always use it. That bag that or you hand mm-hmm. firefighters that's holding that drip. Right, right. I can go up. I can pinch off what they're right. pushing through mm-hmm. and I can draw saline right from that. Yeah. I yeah. don't have to hold a bag of saline if I don't want to. Well, that's yep. that's what I'm getting at. Right. I mean, you got to learn your your style. I don't know. I just didn't know if these people stuff. are being taught you don't just have to do chest compressions. Well, and the other thing yeah. too is that 
what would be really beneficial for a lot of EMTs is to actually read ALS protocols anyways. Right, right. Because you might not have to know the skill, but if you know what medication they're going to want. So, like, you know, if you're on a, on a run and it's a cardiac arrest and you get there and you don't shock them yeah. and you just you get cardiac conversion with just medications and CPR, you know, they're going to want an EpiDrip. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want Amy. They want As, an EpiDrip. And if it's just you two just not getting off topic but if it's just you two uh, you can call for other people you that's can, what you they're can, there for yep, you can request fire <laughs> you can stop right in that's the middle of the goddamn road so, and ask for fire to come to get a rider yes you can so um, ACLS an EMT base that can actually be certified in ACLS I've looked at that even though really? they can't do a lot of that stuff you can still get the certification <coughs> from AHA no. but yes you can because hmm. I was an EMT basic in 2006 um, actually, I'm sorry, 2004 when I got certified in ACLS because six years old on the base that I on the um, I worked for uh, the VA at the time at American Lake in Tacoma, okay. Washington, mm-hmm. and there our ambulance um, responded with just me in the ambulance, and then the nurse of the day would meet me wherever it was that we were at right. that we were going to. So okay. I would respond to the ambulance, and I would start ALS procedures. Then she would arrive, and she would take over. Of course, it's federal institution, so we can do all kinds of crazy shit there. Right. But in the civilian world. The knowledge is great, and I always recommend anytime I have a new EMT to take ACLS. I go, though you may struggle through the class, I'm telling you take it because it'll be very beneficial and you'll learn a lot of cool stuff. So yeah, same with the hand heavy course. I say take the ALS hand like if you're given the option to. Yeah, there's an EMT and an EMR version of the hand heavy course. Good. I don't. I think they're cool in theory, but the whole. The whole purpose behind the hand heavy is for ALS care. Yeah, and much. so if you're not, if you don't understand the the ALS purposes or the means of which you're going to take from each side of that hand heavy yeah. for ALS runs, yeah. then you're kind of doing yourself and your patient a disservice. Yeah. Hand heavy stemmed out of um, dosing amounts because um, when they would say to draw <coughs> one mil of epi, people are like, okay, one mil of epi is is. Well, you think one mil, one mil is like 10 to 1,000 diluted out, depending on the age. Yeah. Or 10 to, or 1 to 1,000 one diluted one, out. Yeah. Do you think so, someone's ever just took a small syringe and just drew up? Actually, like one. Yes. one. <laughs> several, yeah. several, there you go. several nurses have given like 100 <laughs> milligrams of bicarb to like a kid that's like one kilogram, you know, or oh like, I mean, Good like a Lord. one-year-old. Um, they've given adult doses of, of meds before, and it's uh, killed a few kids because it's been their hearts, little hearts, in um, the overload. Yeah. That's so that's terrible. where hand, that's where hand heavy kind of came out of, where he's like, "Look, let me show you how to draw this stuff up <laughs> right, in right. mills and not doses, so you get yes. the correct <laughs> mills and get the correct doses." So so it's pretty good, Doctor. Um, Doctor Antevi. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Peter Antevi. Just want to talk about that. I don't know what you guys do, but like. As soon as like the CPR is initiated, I just go straight for the drug bag. Yeah, usually yeah. I'm doing. I, I hand you. I'm gonna hand you all. Yeah. The, here's yeah. the IV stuff. Fire can hook. Yeah. A, fire will, can so, drop an eye gel. Yeah, they can do all that crap. Will, I'm not worried yeah, about. I will it. draw all the drop drugs up that I think need to be, and then I'll leave them laying right there next to the medic, yep. and then I'll go help us. I'll sit there. I'll spike your bag. I'll hand it yeah. to fire. I'll give you all the stuff for the yeah, IV. I'm right, gonna load you right. up three epis and a bicarb. I'm gonna sit there and wait for. I think that's what when newbie, you need them. newbies need to know is so, because they don't know what to do. Yeah, they think and, CPR. Oh, I need to do that right yeah, away. Yeah, kind of And that's why I tell my my partners, look, this is what I need done. I'll start CPR for the first two minutes. Right. That'll give you plenty of time to draw all your stuff up. Right. By then, we'll go and move and the I know next step. I know it's hard, but I always do CPR first. They're not getting so, any deader. 
Yeah, no, no they're, they're not. not. They're completely stable at that yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get more stable. <laughs> they're stable. So, I mean, but yeah, you're but not going to kill them. Trust that's me. just something I want to talk about. So uh, on a positive note, okay, just, just to kind of, you know, because there's a lot of negative out right now, right? Especially with EMS. You'll, you'll read the news and you'll hear about terrible things that are happening and you hear about all the things that we have to see and do and all that stuff. What is y'all's favorite part of your job? Your favorite <laughs> part of your job. Uh, and I mean like just like the good the things that make you feel validated in what you, you do. Everything. I don't everything. know. Everything. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't have any issues. I, I like working there. I, I like the hustle and bustle. I like talking to patients. I like giving patients shit. I like giving my partner shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just I like every aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I think what I like the best is is uh so for instance, when we had that I was telling you about the other night and there, mm. uh, the feeling that uh, you give someone knowing that you're a complete stranger and that you care about them. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like they're just, their world's coming down and then, you know, you're there to help them and they've never had that before. Someone you get care to be for that them. calming presence yeah. in yeah. something that's I mean, just like their own family a lot. doesn't care about them. Yeah. Right. And you've never met this person and... I don't know, just that feeling of them being thankful. Right. That, and sometimes they just want to talk. Sometimes not there's a, nothing wrong. They just want to talk. Right. You know? And just the other thing, the other part of it is just making people feel validated in a lot of things. One, that they're not crazy. Two, that what's happening to them is happening to them. And, you know, three, that there's somebody out there that actually gives a crap. Yeah. Right. Those are, those are the parts that, like, you know, you don't have to tell me that you're thankful for me. You don't have to tell me that you you're glad that we exist or right. that you support us or I don't care. You don't have to tell me any of those things. I don't I don't feel like a hero in my job and I know that that's stupid the everybody jokes around about, you know, us being heroes and stuff. I don't feel like a hero. I feel like this is something that everyone should just give a shit about other people. Right. And that's Not all just, my job yeah. is is just giving a shit about other people. And that's it. And I you know, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you have those couple where you you know, you talk crap back at the yeah. you know, right. base or whatever. Right. But, so, yeah. Basically, what y'all are describing can be summed up in one word called compassion. Compassion. Which, unfortunately, I don't see in all medics or so even sometimes EMTs. Right. Absolutely. I get told I don't have but compassion sometimes. You have compassion. But it depends on the situation. Yeah. You know? A lot of it is situational dependent. And, like, so I can switch on the asshole and turn off the asshole at any time. Yeah. You know, which yeah. apparently I never do here. It's like <laughs> an asshole all the so, time. That's a um, that's a ALS skill unless you're in a BLS truck. If you're in a BLS truck, then the higher level EMT has gets the uh, gets to play that card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so very funny. funny. <laughs> that's what I've been told. Because uh, I back when I was in EMT, I switched it on once, and my uh, partner was like, "No, no, no, that's an ALS skill. You don't get to do that." I was like, "Oh, oh very funny." Agree. So, Corey gets in the truck, and he's like, "Yeah, senior EMT." I'm like, yeah. "Shut up, Corey." <laughs> yeah, I was doing that to Julie the other night. <laughs> oh my god, uh, she she likes to take. God, I love her. All the runs. Does she? Yeah. That's kind of sweet of her, though. I just drive. She's really? Like, I don't like driving. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm not going to do anything tonight. Man, I love Julie. She's, she's like, I'm just being nice. She's such a, like, she's so hardcore about yeah. her job. And I just, I love that. When you've got, like, she's got definitely compassion. When you've got so much patients. determination that you sit there and <coughs> you, you are just that patient advocate that, right. like, nobody. 
like those people those those people need it and they don't get yeah. hurt and then they sit down and you, can, and you hear them and you could be the patient yeah. advocate that's julie yeah. julie is and you just can tell like she cares yeah she gets upset absolutely you know I mean? and i yeah. that makes a good yeah it makes a good tech and it, she's gonna make a great medic she, she really will. is like truly um yeah, she. Will. I'm, 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 I'm ready to see what kind of medic she's gonna be because I know she's gonna be badass. On it, and I'm like, just do it. Just do it. You're just gonna ignore be everything just that's going on and do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and you know what? You know, after so many years of being in EMS, it does make you kind of put people at an arm's length, and I don't mean like people right. in general. I just mean like your coworkers and stuff, and that's perfectly fine. I think as long as you're still there to be that intense patient advocate. To continue to be compassionate with your patients. Who cares right. what your coworkers think? Right, right. Who right. cares? Because you're doing your job to the best of your abilities. Who gives a shit what anybody else thinks or does? Well, that's how. I, that's how. I, yeah, yeah I absolutely. Don't, I don't care. That's the only way to be. <laughs> so, sure. Jose, what's your what's the favorite your favorite part of your job, Jose? Ask me this job, not your other job. This job. <laughs> this job. <laughs> I get to drive really fast. I get, I get to, to run red lights and I get to stab people in the neck. Really that, like, well, last okay. night, I literally had a girl ask me to stab her in the neck. So, yes, I love this job. Well, okay. Are you talking about an EJ? or Yes. Well, okay. And you can't... The truck I was in with Julie, it's got a governor on it. So it, like, stops right at 79. <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to floor it. You know, it just stops. It's one of the new trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Need to go old school. Uh, yeah. Man, no, um, I let I let my partner drive the the truck with our supervisor in the back for patient mm-hmm. care. So I drove the soup truck. Mm-hmm. That thing, fucking, pardon my French, the it floors it, dude. The new one? It, it's a, it's it a yoinks you, dude. The new one? I looked at yeah. he he yeah. rolled up. He was supposed to be like three minutes behind us. And we parked, and he was parking, like yeah. right behind us. It's a police package vehicle. That's and I why. turned around, and I said, I thought you were like three minutes behind us. And he was like, it's magic. And then when I drove it, I was like, it's not magic. This thing just yoinks. Yeah. It literally is just like, it's like a lot you're better just than gone. That other one. And that's my the other one the twin jump, turbos. Yeah, the other one jumps gears. Yeah. That old one that yeah. has. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Man, that thing is just, and the other part of it is that it's touchy. Yes. That yeah. thing is touchy. You hit the, you hit the accelerator just a little bit. You're, Whiplash. <laughs> you have a couple of years of thing. It looked like it's been ran through the ringer. Well, we run them hard, so yeah. the uh, transits will max out at one thirteen. Just saying. Oh, got a got a nice long camera on that one. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. A long one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Why are you going that fast? Right, yeah, I was so about to say, where were you going? Got a call for a pediatric in a oh. car oh, moving okay. towards the hospital. She kept stopping, then she kept going, then she kept stopping, then she kept going. Couldn't figure out exactly where she was. And so I was doing every bit of a, yeah, max war, mo- oh, okay. mock fuck, that's, basically. That's, that that's thing. different. It, okay. If and then just to do I thought, it. I thought Matt kind of chewed me out fun. for it, and he's like, don't ever do that again. Like, okay, that's fine. Okay. And then eventually I got told, um, because I had a car, I was trying to get on the 69 uh, from the Lloyd, and right. I had a car okay. in my blind spot, and I kept trying to slow down, speed up, slow down. Yeah. The car kept speeding up, slowing down beside me, even though I had my lights on. Finally, I had to yeet the ambulance over to get on the on-ramp <laughs> and um, activate the camera. And uh, they <laughs> Lee, the actual operation manager, came to say, uh, do not get another camera. I was like, okay, the at least for thing, a little while. The like, funny right, thing about yeah, yeah. that is that so, there was a couple of days where, like, I ran with that supervisor for a little while, and he would like, he would like slow down, and he would like rev the engine at the light, and then hit the brake kind of hard, 
And he told me, he was like, yeah, I did that so many times. I had a bunch of dash cams where I was like, I was like hitting the brake at like five miles an hour. So I was getting these like <laughs> yeah. hard stops and they were like, what are you doing? <laughs> I've, I've never had a dash cam. The only time I had one was when I sped in the van, the vans, you know, those go. The ambulances. Yeah. yeah. But any other time was with my partner, like Jessica, we had Jessica. two in less than a minute. Because Jessica, yeah, we're going to a run, and yeah. she hits the brakes and goes oopsie, oopsie and then yeah. got another one, and then she hits the brakes again, oopsie, and, and then she'll she'll hit yeah. curbs doing like fifty miles an hour. Yep. She's, she, hey, listen. Yeah, I worked a shift before. You, I won't do you that You ever again. seen the the TikToks where it's like, um, like hot girls driving or whatever, yeah. and it's like the music's like blaring, and yeah. they just like hit the curb and they just keep going. They no, don't yeah, care. It's her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then hey, that's some that's some but. That's some good energy right there. I'll tell you what. And then another medic I had, we're going to a shooting and uh, (laughs) she hit something a little too hard in the intersection or something. I don't remember. And the camera went off and I I was reading nutrition facts on a chip bag. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Because she was eating chips and uh, I was reading. I'm sure this is the R4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they were like, why weren't you looking, Corey? Yeah, you're supposed to yeah. be clearing. You're supposed to be co-driving. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, um, I will say, though, I like the, uh, like, I'm a big fan of the transits, only because um, I like the vans. They're much easier to drive for me. And they, to me, they have plenty of space. Everyone's like, oh, the medics need to have I like mods. The big mods. And I'm like, I really, but I'm I not like that those. fat. At least I like my I, mod. I think period. I'm not that fat. I, but I, I feel know. like I can... But not because I'm a bigger guy, but you can do more to help your partner than you can. Yeah, absolutely. That is true. I can yeah. put, I can do a lot more. I can access to. I feel like I'm standing in the back as a shadow. Right. Just watching yeah. you do if stuff. I can access yeah. the patient's right side, I can yeah. do everything but put that IV in there. That's how I am. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, can, I could get yeah. you a four. I could look <laughs> at it, probably think you need a 12. I could put the 12 on there. I could hand you all the IV crap. I could do all that crap from yeah, the right side of the patient. Uh, what else you got another? I do have another one. Yes. What is it? Um, how to hold yourself accountable with not getting overwhelmed as a new provider. I don't know. I've never had that issue. You've never been a new provider, Corey. No, I have. I've never gotten overwhelmed. So well, like, I, I'm saying I take that like, back. Okay, not, so in that role, not back when, in this one. Yes. Back when you <laughs> started, we probably didn't use BLS trucks for as many ALS runs. So like right no, now, we. Didn't. we like we launch BLS truck with yeah. a chase and if you get there and it's something you can take care of or it's something where you're going to get to a hospital faster than a medic is going to get to you unless it's a cardiac arrest right then floor it go I go and go copious amounts of unleaded I'm going to let yeah. you know right gas now gas pedal management I was going to say the only medication they need right in that second is gasoline yes yeah. going to the Hawaiian place over there Ohana yeah no. can't yeah the place fu- Expensive. Yes, it is <laughs> for that I area. There, I went there like I thinking I was going to get it. No, it was someone like ninety-five dollars. Someone else wants Hell. to meet the baby, so we're going to meet for lunch. I don't go awesome. to Jasper. They call me racial slurs. Do you play date? Oh, yeah. Man. So <laughs> they do me too. I don't care. I'm still going. <laughs> like, uh, I'm like, shut up and take my money. No, <laughs> give me sushi. Coming back no. to that, that's where you have to be level-headed, and that's yeah. But I mean, initially, you were taught. You were taught pedal to the metal. You got to do all these things at yeah. once, and then mm-hmm. you're told if you don't show up to the hospital with all these other things that they're going to be mad at you, and all That's this why other stuff. They shouldn't put two brand new EMTs together on a truck and they do it all the damn time. So two brand new EMTs are like two weeks of yeah. knowledge. Here's I my mean, thing: is is you take your time. 
That sounds yeah, astronomically dumb. Get Put them in the truck. Mm-hmm. Have the truck start going and just take yeah. your time. And whatever you have is what you have. And if you get to yes. the hospital and are like, why wasn't this brought in ALS? Uh, I don't know. We got him here now. Yeah. <laughs> my you answer. Know? What does it matter? My answer to why didn't they bring them in ALS is they sent me. Yeah. yeah. We got sent on the run. Yeah. They sent like, me. I just do what they tell me to. Yeah. That's it. I yep. go where they tell me to. Or like sometimes I don't it. have my name tag and they're like, did you get an IV in or started and stuff? And I'm like, no, I didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time. <laughs> That's so, pretty funny. Quite frequently on my end, we'll bring in patients that are BLS and they always do that. They haven't chewed my partner out. How come they're on a monitor? How come they're not IV? How come I'm like... It's not called... I literally have to stick my hand in the corner and ask them. So what I have to look at is what would the monitor, what information would I gather from the monitor that would make a difference in their care between here, between their home and the hospital? Right. And they're like, well, you can still have one. I'm like, for what? For For you? For no reason? I'm like, I can have an IV so you can have an IV so you have to do it. I go, you're gonna put, you're gonna draw blood and stuff Actually, anyways. Deaconess so, Women's yeah. tried to light me and Jillian up like a Christmas tree because I brought in a psych patient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pregnant, yeah. She was psych patient, but she was pregnant. Oh, and yeah, I she was having abdominal this. pain. I brought yeah. her in and they chewed me out and chewed Jillian out for not putting in an IV. Nope. And we looked at them both in the face and said, For what reason does this patient need an IV? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What would I? What would she give them on the way here? Yeah. What about this is life threatening? Yeah. We can't give her pain meds. Yeah. There's no indication. There's, right. there's no <laughs> indication for it. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do in this very moment that is going to change anything? Yeah. She might need an IV for you. Well, it it delays patient care for five minutes. You can, Not there's, even that. There's how many patients in this ER? Five? Oh, my thing is this. <laughs> you're getting an assessment right. on the patient before you do anything to her anyways for the doc even sees her. So guess what's happening in that amount of time? Somebody's drawing blood and putting an IV in. Right. Yeah, so my, my thing it's is... It's not is, delaying anything. Is if you think that placing an IV is delaying patient care for a non-emergent patient, then perhaps you're thinking about the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. You're not looking at my job as something where I actually do stuff, you just think about my job as something to make your life easier. And that's not how it works. Well, and the, and the comeback, like you're saying, for the newbies, like if they're just starting, at a, and I always ask, like whoever I'm with them that's new, I'm like, are you like completely new to EMS? Right. And they're like, yeah. And then <laughs> I said, everything, oh, <laughs> everything you do in class, Throw it out forget about it. <laughs> Throw it out and the everything you've shit. seen, forget about it. You're yeah. going to see more stuff here. There's only like a handful yeah. of things that, yeah, they they... So remember, remember how to put people on a spine board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember yeah. how to put people on a spine board, <coughs> and remember how to drop all your airways. Yeah. Everything else is like, is you can throw it out the window. But remember how to drop an NP uh, right. superglottic, and and that's about it. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, the thing is, is too is, uh, uh, yeah. On a turn, I don't care Jesus if you're new Christ. or not. You got to go and be level headed. I mean, if you're freaking out, they're freaking you're out. Not, yeah, you're not doing any service to them or your partner. You no. know, uh, you've got to be that middle person. Yeah. You know, so they stay calm. That's just my advice. I mean, I know right. you're doing stuff, but you, you got to be level headed. Yeah. Can't go in freaking out. Why'd you, you get in this? To. You know, career. If you're, we're, we're supposed to be the time. voice. We're supposed to be the voice of calm in the room. Yeah. Jose and so. I had a patient together. We didn't know she had. Uh, Was this like a kinky patient or something? They had. Because your eyebrows went. No. 
Josanna had a. They thing. we didn't yeah. know that they <laughs> had <laughs> taken drugs. Yeah. Um, we had suspicions, but um, yeah. they were very much more comfortable with me in the back of the truck. I thought that they were having an autistic episode, mm-hmm. um, but they had just taken drugs. <laughs> But um, their heart rate was like 130, so they yeah. needed a monitor. Right. But they were a lot more comfortable with me in the back. Oh, so right. I had to sit in the back of the truck with them while Jose hauled ass. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that was happens. the only option we yeah. had. Otherwise, she was crying and screaming yeah. and all Which, kinds of stuff. And it just, right. it's... And you sometimes pick your battles. you have to you be have an to advocate. But the reality Absolutely. is this. There's a rearview mirror, the cots, the monitor's on the back of the cot, and guess what? I can watch the entire way of the hospital. You can, yeah. I can just look right. up and see what the monitor's doing. I know what the right, model right, signs right. are. I know what the blood pressure is. And well, that's and the thing. Is starts, I'm, so I'm doing the same thing that I'd be doing sitting in the airway right. seat from the front seat. Right. The only difference is, is okay, well, what happens if something changes? Then I just pull, pull over, over and hop in the back. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's. Yeah. You're allowed to you know, do that. My, yeah. my partner, my EMT partner, is more than capable of maintaining an airway. I think and, a lot of people don't know that. They think. Well, we got to get to the hospital. You don't yeah. have to get there. You can stop. Yeah, yeah you can. Well, that's if something if something yeah. happened. And the thing is, is people are like, "Well, what do I tell dispatch?" You just radio. Hey, yeah. something's changing. Or, yeah. We got to pull over. Upgrade ALS. Yeah. Is not I not an EMT or a medic thing, but if there's two EMTs and you know, let's say the newbie initially takes it, and if they don't feel comfortable with it, stop and switch. Swap out. Yeah. Yeah. Also no, with that, but if I'm working the new EMT, still writing that report for people. Gonna, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for people who are new, like new EMTs, if it's something that you're not comfortable with, you need to get comfortable with being yeah, that's uncomfortable. What I said. You gotta be like, yeah. You have to get okay with things that freak you out. You yeah. just have to. And if you can't, then it maybe we look at going to work in an ER or something. Maybe not an ambulance, right? Because yeah. you are, you're not alone. But you're alone. Like yeah. it's if you need help or you have questions, you can talk to that person through the airway. I mean, it, right. otherwise, if well, it's not I, worth it, I think in that's my what a lot of newbies too will get into. This is uh, they're afraid to ask stuff, ask and, for things, and Holy it's because I think what it is is also you know people talk amongst each other. Oh, so and so is like this, or they're like this. So then when they work with so-and-so, mm-hmm. then they're scared they're to scared. ask questions yeah. because they're going to get ridiculed <laughs> because they don't know it. something. I think that's how people were with Jillian. Yeah. Is that they thought like, oh, that they couldn't ask her things or whatever. But it's like, she's actually really intelligent. If you just, <coughs> if you just ask her, she's not going to make Once you feel again, stupid. Once again, you pick your battles. Yeah. She'll say something and I'll just be like, oh, yeah, and I'll just keep doing what oh I'm doing. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how was working with Harper? I bet she's a, she seems like she's a hot mess. Harper's fun. I, she is fun. I like working I, with Harper. She's intelligent too. She is. Uh, um, I like working with her. She keeps me awake all night. So I, uh, <laughs> so I uh, recently um, acquired another yet again another position of employment. I'm uh, adjunct now, a part-time adjunct over at Ivy Tech, uh, which they teach. Uh, Are you just gonna like work team. everywhere? Yeah. Well. God. <laughs> Jose, I, uh, you gotta learn when it's time yeah, to back off yeah, and yeah. calm down. Well, I was I was asked, so uh, and apparently I found out too. I'm still on McCutcheonville Fire Department's roster. I'm like, you gotta be kidding! Oh wow, me. you haven't been there for a while. I'm like, I, I don't want to be on the roster anymore. And they're like, you're still on it. It's okay because you run the NAMT Center for us, so you run the NAMT faculty, and you're still a t- you're like our main triple tree. Uh, T triple C instructor, so we want to uh, keep you on the roster. It's like okay, whatever. Right. So, anyways. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm an adjunct there, and one of the people that I primarily work with is Harper. No, not Ashley. What I thought it was Noose. Noose, I'm, I'm Noose. Yeah, I call Noose. her Noose. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get to work with her on lab, and it is a freaking blast because me and her, we both are real high energy. So it, it's like off the chain in there whenever we're teaching lab. We have students doing all kinds of cool shit, all the paramedics, the senior paramedic students. Right. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Definitely a good time. Definitely. Okay. She's on a break. Uh, let's get into being a leader. But I'm not going to include that last part because this being a leader can apply to everything. Yes, yes, it can. Um. <laughs> so let's just say, for instance, you know, you take over a spot and, uh, you know, everyone before you that took, that was on said certain spot, uh, <clears throat> I don't believe in ruling a place with an iron fist. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it doesn't get you anywhere. People leave, you know, whatever. Uh, I just didn't know, like, your thoughts on in a leadership role. I don't believe in... I believe in uh, you need to address the th- things when they need addressed. Um, do I believe you need to yell? No. No. You don't need to yell. No. You need to have some sternness in, you know, what you expect out of said individuals, right? Uh, I just don't believe in ruling like Hitler. It doesn't get you anywhere. And I don't know, maybe that's a a bad quality about me. I don't do that stuff. I'm super laid back. I just want you to do what you need to do. Uh And if you don't do it, I just get disappointed. Well, I think, so I think unfortunately, and it's, it's even harder too, because in the world that you and I have been in, the volunteer world, there's no paycheck, there's no monetary, there's no incentive really tied to a person staying in an organization. Well, we do. So at any point, they can just, oh, you guys do? Yeah. Awesome. Well, per run, right? Yeah. It's yeah. But it's ultimately, it, ultimately, those people can be like, you know, I don't need this. I can just go. And they just walk. So really, I kind of lead. I mean, there, there is a time and place where you have to be stern with someone. I don't think you have to right. help them. And there's time and place where you have to have that one-way conversation. Right. And let them know, look, no hard feelings, but this is what happened. This is the story I'm getting. We need to have a conversation about right. this. Um, but ultimately, I believe more in the customer service point of view that I'm here to serve you. I'm not here to serve the customers that you serve. You serve those people. You keep them happy. My job is to serve you specifically. And I had to explain that to one of our night shift supervisors we had over at uh, over at the place working at AMR because he's a he's a really good dude. He's a great guy. He's ex-military though. And being ex-military, he's kind of led like he was in the military, like I did right. when I was in the military. And I could see it pretty clearly. I was like, dude, you can't do that. It's not a, it's not, let's have this one way conversation and let's, you know, yell at someone and do the knife hand in their face. You know, it's, right, it's right. not a, I go, dude, I go, these people, if they're serving our customers, you have to serve them like they're your customer. And uh, since then, since I had the conversation with them, I'm not saying I'm the one that made the impetus that made the change happen, but I think having that conversation may have helped him because he's become a phenomenal supervisor now. And he's really good at what he does, right. at least from what I see on my end. Right. I don't know what you guys see on the EMT side, but medic to medic, he's right. very cool, calm. Whenever he shows the scene nine times out of 10, he's like, hey, you need anything? I'm like, no, I'm good. All right, right. he'll just stand back. Hey, if you need me, I'll be over here. You know, or he'll walk in, he'll be like, hey, man, uh, I see you dropping that IV. You want me to drop an airway for you? I'm like, absolutely, go ahead. So, But he doesn't like coming in and try to take over my patients or my scenes. Right. He'll just stand back and be like, hey, whatever you need, I'm standing over here. You know, and sometimes so, taking uh, over a leadership role changes good. 
sometimes you might need change. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I guess what I'm going to say is it's past, you know, people that have held that position in the past try to get you to do how they did things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is and what we've always done. That just doesn't, it doesn't work if you're a yeah. new person. No, you, you know? got to make the position your own. Yeah. Do it your own way. You got to do it your own way. That's what I do. Works. Whenever yeah. I come in is I ask, what do you guys, I really, and I have that, try to have that con. first thing I do is I pull in my, my lieutenants, I guess I'd say, my, the, the next right down for me, I pull them in and ask, okay, what, what are the problems in the department? What do you guys think needs to change? And what do you guys want to see from me? Right. And then I'll have the conversation with them, and then I kind of set that off aside because right. they're right. going to be different than the rank and file. Then I'll have the conversation with the rank and file. Be like, what do you guys want to see? Right. And that's kind of what I advised uh, my count, one of my counterparts, who's a medic who just took over a rather large program. I told her, get in, get, have a conversation with all your <coughs> other lieutenants in there. I don't want to say the actual term they are because right. they'd be giving away, but uh, lieutenants. And then once that's done, have with the lowers, the very lower right. people, the people that are there for the learning. Have a conversation with them, and you're going to hear two totally different narratives. Right, and sometimes it takes a year you know, or finding, two, you know, to yeah, get that yeah. role just right. But you got to find the intermediate between the two because yeah. ultimately you want to do you, your rank and file is kind of your customer, but really for the most part, those lieutenants are your customer, and they should be providing, providing and right. learning through your example to provide good customer service to the people under them. Um, and that's hard to do. I mean, it's being a leader, the hardest thing you could ever do is take your hands off the wheel. Right. That is the scariest thing to do in any organization because you're afraid the organization is just going to flip off into the ditch. Right, right. But your job is to know when to put your hands back on the wheel and Absolutely. know, okay, we need to right. slow this down, regroup, reorganize, and then continue. Um, yeah. yeah. And then it's having a conversation with that particular person saying, look, we need to come to you know an agreement on something because right. I can't have you undermining me. That, right. That's just not going to happen. Either you're going to move on or and move out to a different organization or we're going to work together. Right. So, and if you see shortcomings in me, I want you to point them out. I don't want yes men next to me. I want people who are willing to point out my faults next to me so I can become a better person also. Yeah. So I teach them how to become better. Right. So that's what I was trying to get at. You know, just if you're in a leadership role, make it your own and yep. you don't have to lead it like Hitler, you know? Oh my God, no. I think it's funny too. That's so, like, people. like when people come into FTO, I think they just like. Like, they go from ALS to BLSFTO, and, like, I'm very straightforward. I'm very lax. Like, we're going to let you figure this out, and I'm just kind of here to pad you a little bit. Right. Or, like, if you can't figure out, you know, something, then I'm here to help you with it. But otherwise, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you how to do things unless I mean, you're doing well, it astronomically wrong. Right. And otherwise, that's the other thing is, is it's all you. I'm real big on, you know... Yeah, give me some insight, you know. Right. Teach me how to do it. Right. But at the same time, how are you going to have success if you don't have failure? Absolutely. You know what I mean? You if have you're to going fail. off it's a human thing. someone else, how they did things. No. And just keep doing it that way. How are you, how's it going to be your own? The reason you know I mean? why I'm there is is to keep you from causing bodily harm. Yeah. Right. It's okay right, to do right. it wrong until you hurt somebody. But you got to have you got to have failure to have success. Absolutely. The topic that we're discussing now actually segues kind of into the topic that I was one of the things I was going to bring up as we were walking up here. She's like, "So what do you got?" And I'm like, "It's the grinds my gears segment." Uh, not quite yet, but no? we can go there. Okay, we can no, go there. Go ahead and we can go there. If so you're let's gonna go segue, into, segue. We're gonna go ride and grind my gears. Oh, is this part of it then? We're getting into that last like uh, yeah. 20, 30 minutes. So yeah, okay. we're gonna get into the grind my gears. So the thing that grinds my gears is 
instructors that are in position so long that they are teaching like stuff that doesn't exist anymore yeah. and they refuse to learn the new ways to do things. Prime example right. is an instructor who has handed out a 10th edition book to somebody, but yet the PowerPoints are first edition and they refuse to listen to the student when the student's like, no, it's not like that. And they're like, no, 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 this is what the PowerPoint says. In 1972, this is what we're doing. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, no, no, no. The, the book has evolved. Well, that's what I've worked on, too. Not no. just down there, but in this area is things change every year. Yes. And just because you did it 20 years ago doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you that. do it now. Or yeah. you could have done it 20 years ago. Right. And they got rid of it, and now they're bringing it yeah. back. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you got to be it's, open to change. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Like the whole um, <clears throat> long spine board, you know, yeah. that whole thing. It, Did you know they used to sandwich they, when they had psych patients? Yes. Know, yeah, they used to sandwich them? Big yeah. time Los Angeles I believe thing. that. Yeah. They yeah. put Killed a know, few. one on yeah. the top, and then they'd use the buckles to That's yeah. crazy. hold them down. Yeah. That sounds <laughs> like a fixation, but when you're supine. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that used to be a protocol. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> so interesting and thing now, is where spine boards came from. One doctor in Ohio... Uh, Air Force doctor on, I think it was Pratt Air Force Base, uh, basically a Jeep had flipped and he thought for sure that a spine board would have saved this guy from a neck injury had he had a spine board and a forum fuzzy collar back in like the 60s or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then another doctor in some other place, same thing. And from those two doctors, they wrote a paper about it and everybody thought, oh, it's a great idea. And all of a sudden spine boards in the 80s proliferated everyone. And everyone was suing because they didn't have one. Long spine yeah. boards um, are really just a, just yeah, a means a of moving a patient. They're not really a means right. of stabilizing your spine. Yeah. No, if anything, they do more damage. Yeah. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. So yeah. really, they just we just use them now just to move people out of yeah. tight spots or weird areas or yeah. fucking I mean, houses. Our, I mean, our cot is technically a spine board it's yes. padded though yeah absolutely. that's, what, that's what i mean yeah, why, why put them on that and then put them on yeah, yeah. no i mean c-collars you know obviously those are right. those are those are that's, very yeah. handy but outside of that like i'd rather mm-hmm. transport you in a position of comfort no i yes. I, I they grind my gears too because when i took emt and uh fire no nah, they they were always up to date on they're stuff. pretty into that stuff but, like uh, making sure they're when good i took on my it. emt you know it was uh it wasn't ever by the book. It was yeah. my opinions on this and this. Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why some people fail the class. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't See, think you should have. You can have. You can teach it and then have your opinion on it. And then, yeah. you know. My right. problem is, like I tell students where I'm <coughs> right now, I'm not here to tell you my war stories. They were a little shocked with that. I go, I'm not here to tell you my war stories. I'm here to tell right. you what the book says so you can pass national registry. Right. You'll get your own war stories when you get out in the street. Right. I go, no, right. if you want to hear some stuff off to the side, after class, before class, or during a break, I'll throw it out there. But right. during class, we're here to learn. Right. <laughs> so because I want to make, I want you guys to get out there and get your own war stories. Yeah, that's a good so, grind. And then ears. bring them back to me, Corey. <laughs> so what grinds your gears? Uh, I don't know. You don't, don't think know. I have one this time around. Yeah. <laughs> I have one, and it's. I'm not gonna explain what recent events. Well, it doesn't were. have to be EMS. People taking this my is... shit without asking. Ah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. <laughs> People taking your shit without asking. People not yeah, driving just Jeeps. Just in general. No. <laughs> no. Just okay. no. yeah, yeah. Just people moving things, or just genuinely people taking your things. Taking things that want to use them without asking. Oh. Is oh. that about your children? Oh. No. Oh no no. no. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there a story behind that, or? No, it is. Just in general. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't even ask. Just use it. So my thing and then is. Don't bring it back. So. People who don't let good things happen, and I mean that in a sense of 
they literally are are <coughs> absorbed in a sense that they can't let other people enjoy things and they feel the need to So that's everyday life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people people who feel yeah. like everything just is a means of creating happiness for them only really irks me. Um, Sounds like you're getting real personal here. It is a little personal. I'm not going to talk about the story. I'm just... (laughs) This week has just been a lot for me. I do a lot of things as a means of trying to keep people happy and feel like they're appreciated. Fuck that. And there's just just a couple people sometimes. (laughs) And it's it's every time I do it, it's not the same people, but there's always somebody that just... You're gonna learn to Makes say, me that. feel like I just yeah. shouldn't and have. Worry about yourself. Yeah. I do that's worry how, about that's myself. How I am. But the thing is, is that I do it for them. I, you weren't put on this planet to please people. I'm not. No, like, I was not. I'm not like. That. <laughs> I'm not like. That. <laughs> I was yeah. not. I tell you that for sure. I was not put on the planet to please people. But I just, mean, there's a time. Just, and, there's a time and place. The thing for is, it, is just majority just, of the time. If there's something good <laughs> happening, and the issue is that you're just you're just not happy because you can't enjoy it. It doesn't mean to make it bad for everybody else. What it is is what it is is a lot of times people see that you're doing good and everything, and what you're doing they don't right. like, so therefore it makes them unhappy, so they make you unhappy, right? And that's where I just say fuck you. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's just you know, it's not, I just say you just, find out people are real pieces of work. I mean, they really are. And if we you, just we just advocated for mean, compassion. Yeah. Remember. I understand that. That's why I said there's a time and place for it. I mean, if someone's, you know, trying is, to is come that, after you. The thing is, and, is that I will always turn around. Right. And I, I'm always, I'm always just, I'm always going to continue just to be a public servant. I'm always, right. I'm going to turn around. I'm no, going to keep doing those I, things whether yeah. they want it or not. That's why I said there's a time and place. Whether they can enjoy it or not, whether they upset about it or not. Doesn't going matter. out of their way to make your day worse, then that's when I say, fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hope you title this. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But, okay. Y'all got songs for the playlist this week? Corey? Uh, Yeah. You got a song for the playlist? (coughs) Uh, You guys go ahead. Jesse J. Price tag. Because it's all about the money, money, money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's another thing I like about my job, too. Going back to that topic is the bank. (laughs) Going to the bank because... Next week, I get, to go, I get to go to Panama City Beach with all the uh, little extra cash I made. It's kind of nice. Um, so, so looking forward to that. Hang on. What was the call again so I can get it added? Price tag by Jesse J. Jesse J. Price tag. Okay. Hang on. Let me go to Spotify. Mine is absolutely completely opposite of that, actually. <laughs> Let me go to Spotify. I got to go to the playlist. Well, not that. That's a Jason Derulo. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on one second. Uh, you guys watch uh, 007? Yeah, which ones? The old ones? No, the newer ones. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. Why? Okay, mine's from that. Where is that playlist? Price tag. Okay, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be like, you need me to send it to you? <laughs> no, hang on one sec. I've got a playlist here. Here it is. Maybe let's hit... <coughs> Price tag. Is that the name of it? I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the playlist. Oh, you couldn't find it? Yeah, here, I'll show you. Did you find it? It's got like Ludacris and ACDC. Oh, and Goat's Hits. That's what I'm looking for. Oh, okay. Oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> I have a reminder for my vet appointment. <laughs> it's my vet appointment tomorrow for Did my you find cat. Find it, Jose? So, nope, I have to look for it. 
Here, I can actually, I can probably send it to you. Awesome. I'll just send it to you. Ooh, I can invite collaborators. We can collaborate, yes. Okay, here, hang on. Sweet. Don't want to send it to the hand-heavy renewal class. I think it's kind of, <laughs> this one's kind of, the one I have is funny, sort of. Um, it's a good, like, dramatic song from the 007 movies, but it's... I sent it to you. It's No Time to Scott. Die by Billie Eilish. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. Good okay. It is a good Hang song. On. What is it? No Time to Die by Billie Eilish. Oh, I got it. No Time to Die. Yep. And I believe you can... I don't know if you can add stuff Let's on. Let's see here. I think you can add stuff on here. Let's see here. All right. What, what was it called? No Time to Die. No Time to Die. Okay, I see it. Sweet. Let me get that added to the library. Rock on. Awesome. We're getting some songs in there. Yeah, we are. Starting to. That one's not like any of the other. <coughs> That's okay. All right. All right. Real quick. We're in. How much do you guys know about uh, Princess Diana's death? Princess Diana's death? Yeah. She supposedly died in a car accident. Yeah, supposedly. Supposedly died in a car accident. So I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. She died uh, on a Paris highway tunnel and conspiracy theories swirled. As was the case with the death. We're not worried about that. This was especially true for Princess Diana. It was a shock. Okay. Unlike many, though, this one had a billionaire promoting it. Muhammad Al-Fayed, the father of, I'm just going to call him Duty, can't say that name, who was killed along with Diana. Al-Fayed claims that the accident was in fact an assassination by British intelligence agencies at the request of the royal family. This gentleman claims <coughs> were examined and dismissed as baseless by 2006. The following year at Diana's inquest, a coroner stated that the theory advanced by this person has been uh, examined and shown to be without any substance. Okay, So the coroner's jury concluded that Diana and Alfed were unlawfully killed due to negligence by their drunken chauffeur and pursuing paparazzi. No. Okay, So um, I guess so I, I don't know like the whole backstory but apparently the family didn't like her for some reason, or we won't spin off into that. But I the think she was getting ready to get divorced from the prince, <coughs> and that would have been an issue. So yeah, like something like that. So I didn't know what you guys thought about it. I think it was. A, you think you know, they killed her? Yeah. yeah. On purpose. Do you? Yeah. Yep. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, with, sometimes I, I do, and sometimes with, I don't. Like people I've with seen power and money. Yeah. Right. So. Kid, <laughs> you can uh, hear. Uh, they cover it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they have money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the and just the fact that Epstein people are, are willing to like do that stuff, even if it costs their life. I 100% believe that you know? Epstein is alive. Just like OJ. I don't think he's Partying dead. Partying away with kids. Yeah. Got away with it. That's terrible. Oh. Yeah, OJ. Because the love don't terrible. fit, you must quit. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, so I think no, her death so I mean, was planned. You think it was you genuinely? Know, you know, drunken chauffeur. This, this it makes a lot of sense that Anyone it would be. Can. Unless they paid him, we'll give you a million dollars, just get as wasted as fuck. And no. then you might die. I'm you sure might, you might die, but you know. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure toxicology results can be altered. 
Oh yeah, that I too. Mean, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, it's one corner, a little bit of cash, million dollars to him. I'm sure he's like. I just think because know. she wasn't part of a certain agenda and didn't yeah. want to be. What do you want that alcohol reading to be? No. <laughs> Wants a coke in there too. But I mean, it really no. wasn't. It wasn't her fault. Like them not being together wasn't. No. It wasn't because of something that she. Yeah. She just a higher plan, doing, I guess. It, it started with him. Right. Yeah. And it just evolved into them splitting up. Yeah. yeah, and they really pretty sure it was, it was a cheating bastard. The anyways. gentleman that was in the well, in the anybody with, with that her. high stature is. Yeah, I mean, look at Man, Hollywood. No. That's why they're all you know married one day, not the next. Married this day, not yeah, the next. Shitting on their boyfriend's pillows. Yeah, and stuff, you know, you're obsessed <laughs> with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I sat yeah. and watched the entire she comes Amber Turd case. Comes in okay. all the time <laughs> and is like, I'm gonna shit on your pillow, pillows and stuff, and Jesus. shitting on trucks. I don't awesome. know. I did tell you I was going to shit on your truck. Well, so she had something that happened at work, and then she was like, people kept asking her about it, so it was just making it worse. And then I said, you'll get over it eventually. And I told him I was going to shit on his truck. <laughs> they have those little blue his, bags. His personal truck, not his ambulance. Not, the blue bags are not just for vomit anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. But it's just, yeah. It's like, you'll get over it. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I was like, shut up, Corey. But then everybody <laughs> just kept bringing it up. Wow. And it's like, you know, it is. I don't know. Well, but yeah, cool. yeah, Diana stuff. That's like the people on Ocean Gate. I don't believe they're dead. They're probably you don't fucking, think they're dead. They're probably fucking partying really? somewhere. They said they found body parts. Uh, How do I you think, find body parts from imploding? No, they liquefied. Uh, I think they're diesel fuel. They liquefied. Huh? I think they got to experience the inside of a diesel engine for a brief <clears throat> millisecond. I think they are liquid. They're but, alive somewhere. Uh, no, they said they found body parts. They can't though. Exactly. They should have liquefied. They're alive no. somewhere. How would they they're find body parts? Unless they didn't up. completely liquefy. They're partying. Yeah. It Unless up. they found like spots. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're partying it up. I mean, and some of the stuff was intact, on the sub. <coughs> yeah, the hard stuff. I think, other than the soft, squishy shell that it was made out of. Yeah, carbon Which, fiber tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was stuff, the sad thing it was all stuff rejected by Boeing for using on airplanes. That don't even fly. Yeah, below, right. I mean, know, do you ever just wonder that some of these people are just about perhaps the Bermuda Triangle eventually? Okay, so that's what <laughs> okay, I think. Okay, I think but, there is a society there of people that have been off. You know what? That they say have been offed, and they all live there. You, Atlantis. you just had that like Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny moment where he's like cracked out and yeah. he's like pointing at the map with yeah. all the pins. Your whole mm-hmm. face just lit because, up like all crazy because style. Because it goes in with yeah. that, I think. <laughs> There's a secret island there with all these people that have been supposed to be. That's why they're like, yeah, if you go there, you disappear. Yeah. <laughs> and they've got it set up in a way to where all your instruments and stuff fuck up when Jamaica, you try to go through it. Bahama, Bermuda. Nice. <laughs> so all these people got lost. Magnus. Like the people got lost on ships, you know, in the Bermuda. They probably got too close to the island. Uh, Titanic. Yeah. Got <laughs> too close to the island. Yeah, Titanic. It did get uh, too close Ocean to Gate. I think all these rich people that apparently yeah. died are on some secret island just yeah. partying. Like I said, J.P. Morgan, am I right? Yeah, him too. I mean, he's probably, he's dead by now. He's dead by now. Never know. But interesting take. Y'all, uh, give us some feedback. Tell us what you think and uh, where do you think all of these mysterious disappearance rich people are going? Um, also, what do you think about Princess Diana's death? Do you think it was intentional? Do you think it was accidental? Do you think it was... Both. Maybe she wasn't supposed to die then. Drunken chauffeur. Yeah. Was her chauffeur <laughs> actually yeah. drunk? This family's so stressful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also in the comments, throw in where you're from. What country, what city. 
Yeah. We want to know. Yeah. So where are you listening to? I think Jose wants to know. Jose's like, well, I, I like want to know where those people in Belgium are. They need to give Belgium, me some answers. Speak up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let us know what you want to know about. We'll be glad to talk about Absolutely. it for y'all. Absolutely. Heck yeah. So. Uh, um, anyways, that's all I got. You guys got any closing statements? No, I think arguments? I'm, I think I'm pretty Jose solid likes stabbing time. people in the neck. Yep. EJ's in there, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. All right. Baby. Good night.